Welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. Do you realize that 70% of people are disengaged at work? I don't think it's an overstatement to call that a tragedy, actually, because it affects the bottom lines of organizations, certainly, but it has a negative impact on all the people that work there, and their families, and the community at large. Nobody's talking about this. Well, on this podcast, we are going to talk about it. Welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. I've got a good friend of mine today, Victor Davis, joining us. Victor has done a lot of work um, with our company over the last seven, eight years, um, every different capacity we can think of. But the best part about Victor is that he, just like all of our folks, he comes from the real world. I'm going to let him introduce himself, kind of his background, um, professional background, then we're going to get into some things that are likely frustrating a lot of you on this podcast right now. So, Victor. Well, John, thanks for having me. I'm certainly happy to be here today. Um, So my background, of course, is in hospitality management. Uh, 35 years in, started as a a youngster. Uh, Currently, I serve as the vice president of hotel operations for a hotel management and ownership company. Uh, And so, you know, that's that's what I get to do on a daily basis. I get to play in and around hotels. Okay, so I'm just guessing you've hired about every kind of human being known to man. Yes, sir. All walks of life, all genders, races, economic backgrounds, educational backgrounds, all different kinds of jobs. So knowing you like I do, I'm just guessing you're a little frustrated in the last few years of just trying to get people to come to work, people showing up for interviews, even people showing up after they've accepted the job. So tell me, what, what are you seeing in that vein right now? Yeah, all of those things. And yes, it is a little frustrating, John, but we are certainly seeing all of those things. Uh, we put forth a lot of effort um, to advertise for open positions at our hotels. Uh, somebody's monitoring that. Uh, those applications or or resumes as they come in. Uh, We spend time sorting through those uh, resumes, looking for the best candidates, um, reaching out to those folks, setting up interviews. Uh, We have a whole day planned of of doing interviews and then folks don't show up. They don't call to say, I've taken another job, I've accepted another offer. Uh, They just don't show up. Um, We've even had folks at the executive level, you know, that we've hired as general managers, um, and they didn't show up for their first day of work uh, after they'd accepted the job, signed an offer letter, sent it back. Didn't tell, you they weren't didn't tell me that they weren't coming, uh, just didn't show up and then, you know, kind of ghosted us, if you will. <laughs> what do you, like in that case, if, if I sign up to be, I sign all the paperwork to be your new general manager mm-hmm. and then I don't show up on Monday, do you reach out to me? What would what you do in those cases? Absolutely. We have reached out. Um, and most of the time we didn't get a response. We were either sent to voicemail or just no answer, no return phone call, no um, return email. We've even sent emails just because I wanted to know what changed your mind. You know, after we went through multiple interviews, um, put together an offer letter that outlined the offer that we had talked about verbally, um, and then to send that to you and you sign it and send it back with an agreed upon start date, uh, and then you just don't show up and don't call. So I would. I was always interested to know why. Are you assuming people are using that document to go to their current employer and say, I just got a $100,000 job offer, so I'm your Absolutely. I do believe that we have some folks who are leveraging, you know, their staying power, if you will, uh, with those offer letters that we're sending out. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, this will sound silly, but I've had some employers say, well, can we, like, blackball that person. Like if somebody doesn't show up for an interview or they don't show up for a job and, you know, this guy was joking saying, can I put that on Facebook and say, right. don't hire this guy? <laughs> but is there anything in your hotel system that would say, we aren't going to interview this person anymore or anything like that? No, I mean, we don't. Okay. We, 
of course, we're going to remember the names if the names came back around and we would remember that, you know, this person had an opportunity to come to work for us and um, for whatever reason they chose not to. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, everybody still needs to work. And so um, we're not going to be the vindictive type to say, you know, I don't think anyone should hire this person. I'm not going to call folks that I know at other management companies or ownership groups to say, don't hire John Harrison. I tried to hire him and he didn't show up. So, you know, I just, I just didn't, I don't think that at some point we have to understand that that person possibly would not have been a good fit for our company. Exactly. And that was my take to show you can't yeah. put their names out there. Absolutely. But, um, the people that don't show up for an interview, mm -hmm. do you guys do anything with that or do you just let it go? Most of the time, if it's, if it's an hourly position, uh, we just let that go and go on to the next. Tell, you know, one thing that I think ties to this a little bit, and I, I want you to tell the story you did to me in the past about the young lady that showed up that wasn't dressed appropriately for an mm -hmm. interview. Because and my point of this is, obviously, we're, we, we can get very frustrated by stuff like this. Sure. Obviously, something that doesn't show up is, is different than something that shows up not ready for an interview. Right. But tell that story, if you would, just to... Because I think some people, it's very black and white, but you just right. don't talk to this person. Sure. And it was it was very black and white for me initially, John, uh, just because uh, growing up in this industry under the leadership of baby boomers, who it was very black and white for. And this is how you lead. This is how you manage. Uh, and so I had a young lady to show up at a hotel um, who was interviewing for a housekeeping position, and she had on sweats and a T-shirt. And I turned her away because I told her, you know, you're not addressed appropriately for an interview. Well, my grandmother <laughs> was at our hotel that day for a meeting and heard me turn the young lady away and pulled me aside and said, you go get her and you interview her. And at the end of the interview, whether you decide whether or not you want to hire her, you explain to her then that she was not dressed appropriately and this is how she should have dressed. Because what I want you to always remember is Everybody didn't get the same training growing up that you got at home. Love very much. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I, I think for some of our listeners, that's hard. Because sure. you think, no, you don't, you don't, you're not dressed properly, you're two minutes late. Um, mm -hmm. Now, with that, another thing that I've been mm -hmm. talking about is people not knowing anything about the company when they come to there. Sure. So I was at a coffee shop six months ago, probably. They were hiring a cook for mm -hmm. the coffee shop. And I just happened to hear the interview because I was sitting at a adjoining table. Mm -hmm. And the manager of the coffee shop asks the candidate, so have you taken a look at our menu? And the guy went, no. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, the, the, it's on the website. Right. So you could have clicked on the website before you came to the interview, at least seen what's on the menu. Sure. Breakfast, lunch, basically. It's also up on the wall. Mm -hmm. So I would have potentially come to the interview 30 minutes earlier, sure. grabbed a coffee, looked at the menu. So when the guy asks that question, you see on menu, you go, sure have. I see you got, you know, breakfast burritos and blah, whatever it is. So I think that's a tough one because there's no excuse nowadays for somebody not to do some little research on the company. I think it goes back to, though, John, um, how folks were raised, yeah. you know, and I just believe that after I had that conversation with my grandmother, it clicked for me that everybody doesn't know how to appropriately come dressed for an interview. Everybody, you know, if you weren't raised to honor a system of values, yes. how can you establish values for yourself? Uh, and when we talk about laying out expectations, making those expectations clear and concise, as employers, I think we have um, a part or a role in making sure that when we're setting up interviews, when we're having folks come to our 
establishments, we have to say, this is the expectation for how you should dress. This is the expectation for what you should bring with you. This is the expectation for what you should be prepared to look for, to answer, those types of things. Um, we should also, when we hire breakfast cooks or dinner cooks or lunch cooks in our hotel, we let them know, hey, we want you coming, you know, to come prepared. Part of your interview will be to make something off of our menu, not just to cook something for us, but make something off of our menu. Because if I tell you to come and make an omelet, but you're going to be a dinner cook when we don't serve omelets, that was kind of pointless. But can you make a steak at the temperature in which a guest orders a steak? I love that. I love that. Like, even in a place that you might think doesn't have these real high standards, say, hey, in our interview, we're going to ask you some questions about what you know about our business. Sure. And let's say the person looks at that and says, well, I'm not doing that. I just want to come and get the job. Sure. Well, then you're not going to get the job. Then you're not going to get the job because I laid out the expectations for you. Yes. And like you said with the young lady with her attire, mm -hmm. what, what, I would, what I was hoping that manager, that Coffee Shop would have said mm -hmm. as well, we're not going to continue this interview right now, Right. but I'm happy to interview you tomorrow sure. or Friday. Absolutely. And please come back with some, you know, that you've looked at our menu and have some questions because now again, it's up to the person to come back or not. Right. But, but even that, if the person doesn't come back, mm -hmm. I hope that that sticks in their sticks brain. In brain. Next time I interview, I probably should be ready right. with one question or looked at the menu, things like that. So. So with the craziness that's out there, with people not showing up for interviews, not accepting, accepting jobs and not showing up, are you guys going to do anything differently with hiring, recruiting, anything? Have you thought about that? Or? We have thought about it. My staff and I meet um, on Mondays uh, for our, our weekly staff meeting, and we're always throwing around ideas on how we can take that back to uh, the properties to figure out what, A, what we are doing that's um, making folks turn away from coming to work for our company and what we can do to make that better. And of course, it depends on the market. Um, we're constantly having to do wage surveys to see what hotels in our different markets are paying and are we being competitive. Um, we are always looking at our benefit package to see if there's something that we can do uh, to increase the benefits that we're offering to entice folks to come. Uh, but again, I, a lot of it goes back to the expectation of the potential employee um, as to what it is that they're looking for. Because if if I'm saying, hey, we're going to pay for your insurance. Well, I'm I'm on insurance that I don't have to pay for. So that's not a benefit for me. Um, we're going to increase your pay, you know, uh, by 50 cents an hour. Well, this hotel told me they would increase my pay by a dollar an hour. And so it becomes a back and forth kind of thing. But what I've said to my hotel leaders at the property level and the corporate team is, we will always continue to go out and seek the best and the brightest. And sometimes that's going to mean we're going to be a little short staffed for a while. Sometimes that means as a corporate team, we're going to have to be deployed to these properties as backup until we get these positions filled with the best people. But we're not just going to go out and start hiring warm bodies to fill these positions um, because we feel like we just have to have a person in a position. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> I love that. It's bold mm -hmm. and it's, it takes courage to do that because okay. most companies are thinking, no, but we've got to keep things running. Sure. But but my take on that, I, mean, I know yours is too, if we hire five more bodies, mm -hmm. let's say, let's say one of them is just awful and we fire them by noon. Mm -hmm. One of them happens to be fantastic. Right. Okay. But what if the three that are left are 
toes on the line, doing just enough to get by, mediocre at best, and they stick around for 20 years. And that, that's the problem. Right? Like we can go get warm bodies. And I think in the back of our brain, we think, well, if they're terrible, sure, we'll get rid of them. Right. I'm not worried about terrible ones. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about average the, the ones. The average ones, the mediocre ones. But we have to ask ourselves the question, John, what are we doing that we kept a mediocre associate for 20 years? Exactly. Um, what were our expectations of that person? And how much did we, did we or were we willing to invest in that human capital that they remained mediocre for that long? And I'll just say this shortly, but Victor and I were talking about this before we recorded today, but but I think when companies say there's no good people out there, I, I understand it feels that way sure. to some extent. But I think companies need to look in the mirror and say, are we the type of organization, do we have the type of leadership, do we have the type of training, do we have the type of expectations laid out that, that we're going to attract and retain awesome employees? Right. And I think sometimes companies don't want to hear that. They, that they're, they're blaming the schools, they're blaming you know, the government, they're blaming parents. Sure. But but we do need to look in the mirror. Absolutely. And so it sounds like even on the wage thing, you're doing that just, you're not overreacting. Right. You're not giving everybody huge raises. Right. Because that's the other thing I get concerned about is eventually you'll lose to pay. Right. Someone's going to pay more. Mm -hmm. But you are kind of regularly looking at where are you in the... We market. are regularly looking at it, but, and, and we're going to remain competitive. Um, but at what point um, is that competitiveness detrimental to your business, to the success of your business. Okay. Um, and so we have to um, just make sure that we're competing, but not just going way over the top. Yeah, no, and I, give me your thoughts on this. If I'm, if someone's listening to this and they're, they're looking for a job, mm -hmm. they've got teenagers looking for jobs, if I walk in and I go, hey, Victor, how much is your housekeeping job? And you tell me a number, and I go, well, I want more than that, and I walk out of the interview. Sure. How would you take it if, let's say you said, I've got a $15 an hour job open, mm -hmm. and I go, well, I was looking for more than that, but what could I do over the next 12 months, if I take the job, mm -hmm. what could I do over the next year or two years to go from 15 to 20 bucks an hour? Would you be okay with a question like that? I would absolutely be okay with a question like that, John. I'm all about succession planning. Uh, and so I would absolutely be okay with a question like that. I would actually be pretty excited that someone came for an interview and, and had that kind of thought in mind. Because I wouldn't look at it as just someone only after the money. But what can I do in order to progress in this company? Um, and of course, progression comes with, should come with financial compensation. Yes. Uh, and so I would be super excited about that. I actually left the hotel this morning and had a conversation with a young man about that very thing. Uh, and so, no, I'm, I would not be offended by that at all. I would actually welcome someone who would be interested in succession planning, um, especially someone new to our industry who's wanting to learn and to grow and to prosper. Okay, that's awesome. Because my, my point is, it's just little things. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, of course, I'd rather make 20 than 15. Sure. But if you tell me 15, I go, well, forget it. And I walk out of the interview. Right. So much different than what I just said. Sure. And again, you may not be able to promise they're going to make $20 in right. a year. They may not like your answer of what it mm -hmm. takes to get to 20, right. but for people looking for jobs, right. I think that's a big difference just to say, well, let me, tell me how I could get there. Sure. And it, and it depends on the attitude. You know, it's, attitude is everything. And I, and I share that a lot also because um, you made a very great point when you said somebody who comes in and says, no, I'm, I'm not working for that versus someone who says, how can I get from there to here? You know, it's, it's all about the attitude. Uh, and so I'm, I'm absolutely willing to work with those folks to say, 
have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about um, somewhere a, a different position in the hotel after you've learned this position? And are you interested in leadership? You know, that's just that whole succession planning. I think it's so important. And all too often, I think we're filling positions um, with the expectation that folks are just going to stay in that position. Now, you have folks who sure. I, I've hired housekeepers, John, who worked for me for 10, 12, 15 years. And all they wanted to do was be a housekeeper. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Our hotels cannot function without our housekeepers. But then I've hired those who came in and said, how do I get to the next level? How do I get to where you are? You know, how do I get to your position? And we've created those succession plans and we've worked those succession plans. And, you know, they've been very successful for us. Okay, I love that. And I think the other thing companies have to remember is whether it's a housekeeper or a general manager, they're also interviewing you. Absolutely. When they come to look for a job at your hotel, mm -hmm. and, if, and if you just said, hey, you're hired, like, you know, thanks for coming to the interview, you're hired, you start, you know, in an hour, I wouldn't be impressed by that. Right. I, I think it's good to say, you know, we, we do regular weight surveys, mm -hmm. we, we do training, we do have succession plans, sure. opportunities. Now, again, some people go, I don't care about that, I just want to make 15 bucks an hour right now. Absolutely. But, but the people that, their, their ears perk up a little bit. Go, tell me more about how I could get to 20 or tell me about how I could be a supervisor in one sure. day. I mean, that's to me incumbent on the company to, to be different in right. the interview as well and not just get frustrated. So and, to always, and to always look for the next leader. Uh, any other, as we wrap up, any other advice, just companies that are getting frustrated out there with the, the, the terrain, the hiring terrain, what do you say? Yeah. I say don't sell. Okay. Don't sell. It's going to get tough. Um, we took over, my company took over a hotel back the last week of March, officially April 1st. Um, and I managed that hotel three hours away for 22 weeks, trying to find a general manager. Um, went through five different um, applicants. Um, four of those had actually accepted and then for whatever reason uh, rescinded. Um, but it was just important to me not to just take the first person that came along or um, because I got tired of traveling to that market for 22 weeks to uh, just say, I'm just going to hire the next person. No, we, we were steadfast in our beliefs that the right person was going to come along for that property. And we waited on. Them. Yeah. And this, that story is kind of a perfect representation of why I love you so much yeah. because you had every indication, every reason to go, no, I'm getting a warm body in here because right. I'm sick and I'm not seeing exactly. my, my wife and my kids and my grandkids sure. and I'm done. Exactly. And you hung in there for I the did. long haul. So, yeah. so that, that would be my advice, John, is to stay the course, yeah. you know, and don't settle. Right. Don't just settle. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Man. Thanks for sure. having me, John. Always. For sure. sure. I'm better for spending some time with you. So All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for a future episode, you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms.